This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. I'm Sarah. Welcome to Saturday News number 875. Today we'll be hearing a talk given by Professor Vakadraman on Krishna's birthday on the year 2003. So I'm Gulab and I offer my most loving and humble pronouns. The Lord's feet, my most beloved Bhagavan, Sri Sathya Baba. Let's hear that talk. Sri Rama Sharanam Mama, Sri Krishna Sharanam Mama, Sri Sai Sharanam Mama. Most loving Bhagwan, on behalf of all the devotees gathered here and millions on this globe who wish they were here, I place our collective salutations at your divine lotus feet. Esteemed elders, dear sisters and brothers, and my dear students, greetings to all of you on this holy and auspicious day. Ashtami is normally looked with some kind of disfavor, but this is one Ashtami we all look forward to so eagerly. And what a wonderful Ashtami it has been. Bhagwan says that when babies are born, they cry. They just don't cry. They cry in a very special way. They say, Koham, who am I? They don't know who they are and that is why they cry. Bhagavan adds that when God came down as Krishna and was born as a baby, he did not cry. He came smiling. He did not have to ask Koham because he jolly well knew who he was. Not only that, he knew precisely what he was going to do and when exactly he was going to do. After all, he was the master and he had the master plan in him. There was no need for him to cry. Various interpretations have been given to the significance of the Krishna avatar. But most people would agree that perhaps the highlight of that avatar was the message that the Lord gave on the battlefield. An internal message which of course he reminds us and Arjuna that it was given earlier. But on the battlefield it took a particular form and it has remained with us ever since. But are we doing anything about that message? In this avatar, we see many unique features. One of them is that the message has been repeated literally ad nauseum. And some of us can claim, I have heard hundred discourses, I am on my way to my second double century and things like that. But has it made any impact? This is a question we ought to ask ourselves. We ought to do a bit of soul searching, at least on this day. Normally, on occasions like this, when I am asked to speak, I usually pick up some points from the Lord's teachings and amplify them. Today, I am going to depart 
from my usual practice and with good reason the lord not only gives a message but lives his message there are innumerable shades to this living the message and there's one aspect of it that i would like to call particular attention to today for the simple reason that this aspect of bhagwan's message is very very unique to this avatar and this avatar is doing this because it is very very important and relevant for this day and age i am here referring to the massive projects socially oriented projects so called there are many of these and we know about them but today i would like to make some reference to one of these projects which we have barely heard about and of which we know precious little but we should know because god works very silently and things that he is doing should not miss our attention we have a duty to know and we have a responsibility to know and more than that we have a duty to learn lessons from what the lord is doing so with the blessings and permission of bhagwan i would like to spend some time talking about the sri satyasai drinking water project for chennai which has been going on for some time which we have barely heard of and about which we know very little it started rather dramatically and in a most unexpected fashion to be precise on the 19th of january in the year 2002 you will recall on the 19th of january in the year 2001 a fame a very big super speciality hospital was inaugurated in whitefield in bangalore by the prime minister one year later to celebrate the anniversary a health meet was organized at the hospital and for this health meet many famous doctors and learned intellectuals had come to attend and on that occasion bhagwan gave a divine discourse as one expected him to naturally he spoke about health and matters relating to health and so forth but suddenly in the midst of that it seemed very strange i was there in the audience suddenly in the midst of that he made a very dramatic announcement i would now like to read out that announcement because it is very very important this was made on 19th of january in the year 2002 and this is what swami said he said today i have made a new resolve madras is suffering from acute shortage of drinking water the rich can buy water sold by the tanker services but what about the poor they have to depend on rain water that is collected in puddles and ditches thus spoiling their health i have therefore decided to work towards bringing drinking water to madras no matter how difficult and costly the task is this wish of mine will fructify without fail success springs from deep conviction sai sankalpa is vajra sankalpa dr sainath 
in his talk said that god gives even when you don't ask this is one classic example did the people of madras come there and pray to bhagwan oh bhagwan give us rain or at least water they did not it is his monumental compassion that made him do this now at this point i want to give you some background because without that you cannot understand the magnitude of the compassion that bhagwan felt for the people of chennai incidentally i don't know how many of you know why chennai is called chennai 400 years ago it was a small village which used to be called chennai patnam in fact in one of his discourses many years ago bhagwan made a reference to it at that time it was a small fishing village and a weavers colony the british landed there and established the fort st george which is there still today the seat of government the british went north much later and when the in 1857 as you know the governance of the provinces and the colonies was transferred from the east india company to the british government and there was a governor in madras appointed by the crown in the year 1886 an engineer named fraser associated with the public works department was asked to do something about the problem of drinking water for the people of madras greater madras at that time greater madras had a population of about 3 and a half to 4 lakhs compared to 7 million today and at that time they used to get water from wells even the governor had to drink well water at that time and in most places the well water was not very good so this fraser surveyed the area and he said it is good we build a small dam across a river called kosalayar which is just north of the city and during northeast monsoon rains will come there will be water in the river we can store it in two reservoirs one of them is called sholavaram other is called red hills incidentally near sholavaram they built an air force base during the second world war and that air strip is now used for car racing those who are sports fans may know that so the water collected in sholavaram and red hills was used for drinking as also for irrigation by the turn of the century they stopped giving that water for irrigation and decided to use it only for drinking madras city started growing and the needs need for water became more and more so one more reservoir was added and that was called the pundi reservoir this name is important it will come very shortly again in my talk and these three reservoirs were trying to supply water to the city the water from these canal reservoirs was taken by a pipe to keelpok where there was not only a lunatic asylum but also water filtration plant by the mid 50s it became very clear that madras was in deep trouble and they had to do something about the water supply nobody knew what exactly was to do independence had just come and i think in the year 1965 a statement was made in the parliament that we would tap the waters of krishna river and make it available to city of madras 3 years later the chief secretaries of the states of maharashtra andhra pradesh karnataka and tamil nadu signed an agreement whereby krishna river which flows through three riparian states of maharashtra karnataka and andhra would form the source and these three states each agreed to release 
5 TMC, 1 TMC is 1000 million cubic feet, 5 TMC of water for drinking purposes for the city of Madras, which is now called Chennai. So 3 into 5 is 15. So each state very magnanimously offered 5 TMC. Nobody knew how that water was going to be brought to Madras. Probably all those states thought this is not going to happen, so why not promise something which will never happen anyway. And then in the 70s, since nothing was happening about Krishna water, a project was launched to bring water from the Kaveri River to Madras. I know about this because I served in Kalpakam where Mr. Chakravarti, who is now the Secretary of Central Trust, was also placed. And we both used to see the ghost of the Viranam project because Viranam project was born and died in no time for reasons we need not go into. And in any case, the project would not have survived for long because Kaveri has very little water now anyway. So in the 80s, the problem became acute again. And it was decided by the then chief ministers of Tamil Nadu and Andhra Pradesh to have a project whereby Krishna water would be brought to Pennar by a channel. A big reservoir would be created at a place called Kandaleru. And that water would be brought by a canal, which was first called Krishna, uh, uh, Kandaleru Pundi Canal. Kandaleru to Pundi. Pundi in Tamil Nadu, Kandaleru in Andhra Pradesh. It was to bring Krishna water that way to the city of Madras. This project was launched in 80, 1983 in Madras and it was inaugurated by Srimati Indira Gandhi, then Prime Minister. The project was supposed to have been completed in 1996 and Krishna water was supposed to flow into Pundi. I will now give you how much of water actually flowed. 15 TMC was supposed to flow of which 3 was supposed to be lost due to evaporation. So 12 was guaranteed. But do you know what happened? In the year 1996 to 1997, only 0.076 TMC, less than 0.1 TMC came to that the Pundi Reservoir. Next year it was 2.3, next year it was 2.8, dip again 1.8 and so on. And in the year 2001 to 2002, it was just 0.222 TMC instead of 12 TMC, a real disaster. We knew nothing about this. But Bhagwan knew about this. He knew how the people were suffering in the slums. And that is why he made the dramatic announcement in the year 2002 on January 19. As Sainath said, my heart melts when I see my people suffer. Our hearts don't melt, we don't even have a heart. But God is not like that. Now let me very quickly tell you something about this project. Because we know very little about it. Why is it that the Telugu Ganga project, as it was called, the Kandarilu Pundi Canal, did not deliver water? A lot of effort had gone into it, a lot of money had been spent, but yet no water was coming. What was the reason? The reason was, perhaps, poor technology. Basically, the canal was just a long, human-made ditch. It was not a proper canal, engineering irrigation canal. It was just a long ditch. In many places it was very steep. And as a result, the slope just caved in and blocked the water flow. Many places the soil was very loose and water just seeped into the ground. And many places people just cut channels and drained water as they wanted for irrigation. So even if water was released at Kandalero, very little was reaching in Pundi. 
and after bhagwan made the announcement as in the case of the anantapur project the office bearers of the central trust got into consultation with the engineers and they decided that many things ought to be done to rejuvenate the kandaleru pondi canal step number 1 the reservoir in kandaleru had to be made pakka for this purpose a lot of work was done with respect to the walls of the reservoir the capacity holding capacity of the reservoir was also substantially increased so the lot of uh, stone revetment excavation gunniting etc had to be done then as far as the channel is concerned the canal had to be lined with cement widened i mean you should see the photograph i wish i could show you the photograph which is marvelous beautiful and not only that we have got canals elsewhere like the indira gandhi canal in rajasthan but the water seeps in spite of putting concrete so in this canal for the first time in india they have used a polyethylene film sheet between two layers of concrete so that the water would not seep this is a very unique feature of this canal and as a result water can flow very smoothly from kandaleru to pundi let me give you a few numbers to give you a feel for what's been going on the soil excavation 11 million cubic feet cubic meters not feet i'm sorry of soil has been excavated in connection a canal is already supposed to exist but 11 million cubic feet of extra soil had to be excavated hard rock excavation almost 1 lakh cubic meters stone masonry work 15000 cubic meters stone revetment work particularly in kandaleru 30000 cubic meters cement concrete gunniting particularly in kandaleru 235000 square meters cement concrete lining elsewhere 185000 square meters 4000 people have been working on this project day and night at any given instant of time with about 50 supervisory engineers all along the length 165 kilometers from kandaleru to pundi this has been going on very silently and we know nothing about it i would like you to recall what mr chakravarti said from here on january 1st i don't know how many of you remember he brought a tamil newspaper published in madras and he said he read out somebody in madras city heard about this they did not believe they went there they saw some work going on they did asked who is doing this no words no boards nothing and the paper wrote normally when a project is done they put big billboards to advertise who is doing how much money is being spent but here something was going on there was no advertisement so the man became curious who is doing this then he discovered it was bhagwan and he has been going there that newspaper has been going there again and again and just very recently they had a full page splash which showed a photograph of bhagwan said just a little more it is coming it is on its way indeed it is on its way and very soon it will be there <clears throat> now this is nothing new for swami though it might be new for the people of madras we have all seen what happened in the year 1994 when swami spoke in november in the presence of the then prime minister drawing attention to the plight of the people in rayalaseema but then you know government left the whole suggestion swami said on that occasion and i would like to quote that he says if there is any constraint of finance swami is ready to help in fulfilling this dear dire need of the people of rayalaseema he begins by saying i wish to draw the attention of the prime minister to the age old drinking water problem that is affecting most parts of rayalaseema especially the remote villages where people have to walk several miles to get a pot of drinking water this needs immediate reversal 
and that immediate reversal started just a few months four months later when in march 1995 bhagwan gave an instruction very simple when i heard it i was just moved it was so simple direct precise he said i want you to provide safe drinking water to as many people in as many villages as possible in the shortest possible time no matter what the difficulty no matter what the cost that was the mandate this was in march 1995 and in november 1995 over there the then prime minister of india was asked to inaugurate the anantapur summer storage tank and i remember him saying today anantapur has become anandapur and this is what he said this is very important he says statistics show anantapur district to be a very dry one moreover in many places the ground water is not fit for drinking due to fluoride i have been the minister in charge for this district and i know how difficult it is to work here it is our good fortune that by baba's grace good drinking water flows in a place where there was hardly any so coming to the rescue of people is nothing new did the people of rayalaseema come and plead here they did not they were pleading to the government and for 100 years government did not do anything but they knocked some other door some other door opened this is not all in 1997 right here it was the vijayadashmi day purnahuti was over the entire waterworks was handed over to the people of andhra pradesh as a gift and on that occasion the chief minister of andhra pradesh said and this is very important i would like to quote him he said the project was started in march 1995 since then spending 350 crores water has been provided to 731 villages covering a population of nearly a million let me tell you my dear students never in the history of this country or for that matter any country has a project of this magnitude been done for the sake of villagers villagers living in remote villages i know because i have gone to these villages and i have seen how they have reacted and the prior chief chief minister says all this work ought to have been done by the state and central governments but it was done single handed by bhagwan baba on that occasion right here bhagwan made a very very profound statement which shows his limitless compassion he said and i quote i am always ready to help you and to serve you you may belong to any village or any district or even any state for that matter i do not have any feelings of difference religious regional or national i do not go by the position of people nor the place to which they belong all are the same to me and i serve equally and that has been proved by the chennai project let me add a few minor footnotes before i withdraw footnote number 1 in august last year 2002 that is yes 2002 there was a very big meeting in johannesburg in south africa the earth summit at that earth summit the anantapur medak mahbub namgar projects were presented in the form of a video show to the delegates who came from all over the world it was not done by us the satisai central trust did not do it it was done by hatco an agency of the government of india because it identified this as one of the most beautiful projects ever done in this country a project that was done selflessly and seeing that video the earth summit decided that there would be a world water forum in kyoto in japan in march 1995 in march 1995 there was a world water forum in kyoto which was at 
attended by many leading people from all over the world and there was a satellite symposium in Osaka the theme of that symposium was water and cities and in that satellite symposium Mr Ramakrishna Velanti was invited by the UN habitat which was the sponsor of the organi- uh, the conference to make a presentation on the Chennai water project and in the Kyoto if i am not mistaken meeting professor anantaraman must be somewhere here gave a talk on the anantapur project management expert you should be flashing slides pro- charts and all that he did not do that he simply started by saying i am going to tell you a love story and that brought the whole house down and the love story was bhagwan's love for the people of rayalaseema and this word love is very important because in march last year there was a human habitat meeting arranged by hatco at which the central trust was asked to make a presentation and there were questions from people like the asian development development bank officials imf officials world bank officials one question was asked you say sai baba spent so many 300 million crores of rupees and gave away their entire waterworks to the people of the state what does he get in return and the members of the trust answered when bankers spend money they always look of for return in terms of money bhagwan does not look at money he only looks at love and he does not even expect any love in return his nature is to give and give and give and he gives love which is the scarcest commodity in the world today there is a reason why i talk about this of course there are so many other mission missions of bhagwan today being krishnashtami i am reminded of a beautiful song in the film meera which was released more than 50 years ago and in that song which was sung by ms avalishmi the tamil song the, this particular song has the opening words as follows andanalum vandidado brindavanathil kannan valarnda will not those days glorious days come back when krishna grew up in brindavan dear students bhagwan has told us any number of times that krishna left vrindavan rather early and the gopikas were left in wilderness left to search for krishna not only in creepers and in trees and in flowers but also in their heart we are very much more lucky bhagwan is here with us all the time those days have come if i could meet meera i would tell her amma krishna is now here he is here with us all the time please come and enjoy this i hope she hears and she will be here with us but we must also learn how to count our blessings we must know how precious this opportunity is i remember every time i talk to mr bob bazani comes from the other end of the world in california he says do you realize how lucky we are to see all this you know people 50 years from now will not believe them if we tell them all this do we have that feeling my dear students i don't let me be very frank i just go through the day like a robot it shouldn't be this is not the time to be robotic this is the time to feel when the lord is here i tell you after the fracture when bhagwan gave the first darshan inside rai in the circular veranda upstairs boys were singing and after aarti he just smiled looked down and he saw mr ramakrishna down of lnt i was standing next to him who oh, you are here how is the project going when will it be completed i mean on that occasion when he still you know suffering not recovered his thought was about the project when it would be completed it was a most moving sight for me i was in tears and mr ramakrishna was so moved he could not respond 
It's a normal question seemingly, but the question was so poignant. It is in the presence of that Lord we are now here. Let us not, let us remember one thing, the mission of the Lord will go on in, without us and in spite of us. But if you are smart, we will try to get a small piece of the action just as the squirrel did two yugas ago. Let us at least try to be like that squirrel. And Bhagwan is giving us so much opportunity. The squirrel was not asked to do, but Swami is giving us so many opportunities. Why don't we seize it and make our lives worthwhile and redeem it at least in small measure? With that appeal to myself and to all of you, I seek Bhagwan's permission to stop at this point and I thank you all for your patience. Jai Sai Ram. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.